You're listening to the Unconventional Creative Podcast, where we celebrate living life outside the lines and forging your own path to happiness. We are the dreamers, doers, and trailblazers of the world. I'm your host, Brooke Taylor, creative biz entrepreneur, world wanderer, nostalgia enthusiast, and aspiring author. And here's the show. Welcome back to another episode of The Unconventional Creative. I have another great interview for you guys today, especially if you're into photography, design, and the outdoors. So Colleen, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that we finally get to talk in real life. I know, I'm literally, I was so excited when I saw your message come through to do this. I was like, not only am I just like so excited about your podcast, but it's awesome to actually get to like talk to you. I know, we've been Instagram (laughs) friends for like years now. So we have, yeah. So this is really cool to actually kind of like come full circle. Yes, totally. I've loved watching what you do. And if you want to just start by tell us about your creative journey and how did it start for you? Yeah. Um, so I guess I've always kind of been a creative. Um, I remember kind of like back when I was like a kid, like, you know, kids were like doodling with markers or whatever. And I was always making like mock business cards or like we were having like a fancy dinner at home. I'd like ask my mom for all the details so I could make like fancy little menus and everything. So like, I feel like it was always kind of, yeah, it was always like kind of a part of me, which is really cool to see, like looking back. Um, But then, you know, as I kind of started getting older, I was always, you know, in art classes in school. I always like made sure I took that as like my extracurricular or whatever. Um, I guess as I kind of got older, I started picking up a camera around like 16. Um, and it kind of started as just like pictures of friends, but slowly started transitioning into like, you know, more like fine art type work. And honestly, it like wasn't very good for a while. <laughs> oh, it's always um, bad. It's always bad. That's yeah, yeah, no, it's like, and I like thought it was so good at the time. And like <laughs> looking back, I'm like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing that I posted that. But <laughs> it's all good. You know, we all have to start somewhere. <laughs> yes. I always um, say you have to like embrace the suck or embrace the cringe at the beginning because you're always going to be bad. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I started good at almost any creative thing that I did. I always loved it, but I, I will not say that I was like naturally like the best at anything. Like I definitely had to like fine tune my skills and all of that. For um, sure. I guess like other than that, like I just, you know, when it came time to like pick a major, um, I really wanted to pick photography actually. Cause I was like all in the photography at the time. Um, and at the time I was very much persuaded not to choose photography as my major for like a couple reasons. You know, I was kind of told that like, you can't really make a stable living off of it, which I now know is not exactly true. Um, but I can see why people think that. Um, and that, you know, I was also kind of told, which I do actually think this was good advice that you don't necessarily need to go to school for photography to be a photographer, but it might make sense to kind of like hone in on a different skill and you can always use photography if you want to down the road. Um, So I chose graphic design as my major. And looking back, I am so thankful for that advice from my parents because I absolutely fell in love with design. And now I kind of have like multiple disciplines within the creative field that I love doing and get to offer to clients. So yeah, that's kind of like, you know, my creative backstory, but um, yeah, it's kind of cool just to see how far I've come since I started. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I think you're the first person I've had on that's like, quote unquote, classically trained or trained in like a, dis- what's it called? Like a degree way. Yeah. Um. So that's really cool. Like photography is self-taught and yeah. then your design work is you had in school. So that's really I cool. I did. Yeah. 
No, awesome. that's honestly though, I feel like I meet so many creatives that didn't go to school for anything in this field. And I absolutely like don't regret going. Like I had the best experience. I learned so much in school, but like I, I really realize now, like you don't have to get a degree in this to be good at it at yeah, all. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Where like okay, so you do photography, you do design. Mm-hmm. How do you work those together? Or tell us a little bit more about your business. Yeah. So my business is kind of multifaceted, which is probably like my favorite part about what I do because it makes every day just like completely different. Um, But I kind of focus primarily on design photography and then like a little bit of writing in there as well um, for outdoor brands. They're, you know, my target audience, although I do work with brands throughout all different industries. Um, I kind of dabble in everything from, you know, like brand graphics, marketing collateral, Um, And then on the photo side, um, the full production and execution of like brand photo shoots um, and then kind of over to like copywriting and blog posts for different brands. So it's kind of cool to like do a little bit of everything. You know, I do have some clients where like they'll start as like a photo client and they'll be like, oh, well, like we know you do like, you know, design as well. So could we actually have you do this? And it's kind of cool to help like build out an entire brand through like all of those different mediums. Yeah, that's that's super cool. Um, we're like big on multi-passionate people here at the unconventional creative. (laughs) It's all about being a multi-passionate creative. How do you balance those things in your business? How do you not get bogged down with one and continue to do well at both? Yeah. So it definitely is like juggling a lot of times. Um, I think I almost just try to listen to like what my brain is like in the mood for. So like, which like, you know, within reason, like obviously there's deadlines and you still have to like, you know, force yourself to like do certain types of work at certain times. But you know, if I'm like, if my head is really in the space for like photography, that would be a day that I really like dig in and send a lot of pitches out to brands because like my head is like really into that. Or that'll be a day where I'm like, you know, actively planning different shoots that I have coming up or editing and like all of that stuff. Um, And then on the flip side, same thing with design, you know, if I'm like really, really like passionate about design that day. I mean, I'm passionate about everything every day, but you know what I mean? If it's like one of those like extra passionate days, then I'll really try to like lean into that. Um, be like really, really getting good headway on a lot of those projects, um, or even just doing projects on my own just to stay inspired. So I really just try to like, listen to what my head is feeling and as best as I can, like follow what I'm in the mood to do, if that makes sense. Perfect. Um, speaking of inspiration and staying inspired, how do you fill your creative well? For multi-passionate creatives, sometimes I feel like we do so many things. It's hard to like, it, it's draining, you know, like we fully put ourselves into everything we do and then there's nothing left. So exactly. <laughs> how do you keep that creative well full? Yeah. So for me, my biggest thing is really just like going outside. So like, I'm like big into hiking, big into the outdoors. I try to go out, you know, at least a few times a week, most weekends, I'm, you know, camping and backpacking and doing big hikes and all of that. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, I looked at it as just like a strict hobby for a while. Um, and then like, I think the first time I really noticed what happens to my brain when I go without doing those things was during COVID. 
And like, I, my brain just like shuts down. Like I like need that outside time. I need that time, like without phone service, without, you know, my computer nearby, like just to just decompress and think about nothing except, you know, moving one foot in front of the other and walking up this mountain. Um, it's like insane what it does for my mental health. I like am all about it. (laughs) How have you been weaving the outdoors into your current business? Like, how do you work that in there? So I primarily try to work with outdoor brands. So specifically for my photography clients, a lot, I think actually almost every one of those clients are outdoor brands. Um, So when I work with them, it's super fun. It's I'm actually like out in the field, usually like on a trail on top of a mountain, like on a camping trip somewhere. Um, and then shooting different brands products within that setting. So that's like a really fun way for me to kind of like combine these like two huge passions that I have. Um, and I get to like call it work, which is amazing. Um, and then as far as like design goes, like, again, my target audience who like the people that I really want to work for are always outdoor brands. Um, so like I said, specifically for design, I do have clients throughout different industries, but when I get to work within that sweet spot of like, you know, a brand that I actually use within my outdoor experiences, um, and get to like, kind of like design for them, it's just like, it's amazing. I love being able to kind of like intertwine all my passions together. (laughs) For sure. I think that's the dream for all of us is somehow combining them all together. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How do you, when you're out on the trail or out traveling, how do you balance work and travel? Um, so it's definitely a juggling act for sure. As yeah, I'm I think, sure you know. yeah, I think we all struggle with this. Like sometimes you're just like, no, I don't want, I don't want to work today. I want to exactly. go hike up yeah. this mountain. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's kind of like, so it's a couple of different ways. So I guess the first is if I'm traveling like for a photo shoot, so I'm traveling to a specific location. I always try to leave at least like a day or two in addition to the trip, like for myself. So that like, I don't feel like I just like went and I worked the whole time. That way I at least have, like, I can at least do, you know, a handful of trails that I want to do in the area um, or kind of just like have that free time. I feel like I get to enjoy this beautiful place that I'm in. Um, If I'm working, if I'm not actively shooting and I'm, you know, doing more like editing or design work, um, I kind of try to like, just like work when I can't be hiking. So like, for example, like I'll like wake up for sunrise, usually like cram out like a sunrise hike. I'll like go back, you know, maybe like coffee shop or like, I kind of like have a little setup in my car. So I can work from there as well. Um, and kind of do some work for like, you know, the afternoon. And then, you know, later in the afternoon, I might like go do like a sunset hike and then come back and work when it's dark. So it's really just kind of like, I don't know, doing it when I can and like trying to just like find the best of both worlds. For sure. For sure. Was there a pivotal moment in your life where you knew you had to be an entrepreneur or you knew you'd work for yourself? So yeah, I guess. So it's kind of like a roundabout thing. Um, I guess it kind of started. So when I was in college, I like first discovered the Appalachian Trail. I like became immediately obsessed. I was like, so, okay. So for those that don't know, the Appalachian Trail is like a 2000 mile trail. It goes from Georgia to Maine. Um, and you can day hike, you can do like short sections of the trail, but it's like a really big thing that people will hike the entire trail in one shot. So you'll hike all 2000 miles. It takes about six months usually. Um, and I was like, I absolutely need to do that. 
So because of that, I feel like I got introduced to this like whole other way of thinking where it was like, you know, I met all these through hikers who have done through hikes before and they just like lived their life like so different. Like they embodied the whole method of like living or working to live instead of living to work. And they, you know, would work and save up money and then go on their next hike or like their life just like centered around adventure. And I was like, this is amazing. Like I didn't even know that people lived this way. Like I had no idea. So some people would say it was like, the worst thing that's happened to me because it totally just changed my entire way of thinking. Some people would say it was the best thing, myself included. Um, so it was kind of, you know, I went with the intentions of through hiking. I ended up like kind of getting sick on the trail, which like sucked, but I did live in the woods for two months while, you know, attempting my through hike, which was like, and that was enough to just totally change my life. So when I got my first job after that, that was like my first job outside of school. It was like a graphic design job. And the company was absolutely amazing. Like the job was great, but I was just like miserable. Like I, like after like going through an experience like that, like I could not sit at a desk. Like I, I was just, I was miserable. Um, and I felt so guilty being miserable because I was like, this is an amazing company. I have amazing coworkers. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I kind of, you know, was actively searching for any way that I could get out of the situation that I was in. I was like, I love design, but like, if it means I have to sit behind a desk, like, I don't think I can do this. So I'm like, try, I'm like searching the internet, like looking for anything that I can do that would like, let me be outside and let me like not sit behind a desk, basically. Um, that kind of got put on the back burner when I, you know, in my, you know, time at the other job just like going crazy basically I was like all right I'm moving to Colorado like I'm just like doing this so I moved to Colorado I got another job that was a graphic design job at an outdoor company it was super toxic it was the worst like worst like I thought the other job like I thought I was miserable there this was like terrible so it was kind of like at that point where I was like okay I love the work that I'm doing at this outdoor company. Like I am so genuinely excited about everything that I'm doing, but I like hate this job. It had no windows. Like it was so bad. So I was like, at that point, I think I had come to terms of like, I love being a designer. Like I love working within this outdoor space and it would be great if I could like, you know, at the other job I was, um, going on like photo shoots for that brand as well and shooting. So it was like a cool experience to kind of mix those two together. And I was able to see how those two really do, you can have them hand in hand within your career. Um, so yeah, it was almost like at that point where I was like, I have to just do this. Um, I just like quit the job <laughs> without really any plan because I was like, this is not good for my mental health. I just have to get out of here. Um, and yeah, I just kind of like went for it and it's been working out so far. So. And here you are killing and it. Here I am. So Awesome. Awesome. Speaking of like, okay, so you had two jobs in the industry, so that helps you find people. But now that you're a creative in the outdoor space, how do you find people that you connect and vibe with? Because sometimes having this kind of job is so isolating. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah, it can get so lonely. Like, and I guess lonely is not the right word. Isolating is probably the better word. Um, yeah, like it's funny. Like my boyfriend will like come home from work, and I'll just be like, "Oh my god, like hi!" Like I just like, need to like, <laughs> I need to talk, talk to you. To somebody. <laughs> but no, I mean, I guess 
I've been really lucky that a lot of the people that I've collaborated with on different projects, so like, you know, additional photographers or different designers, um, they've all ended up being or at least a lot of them have ended up being like super cool. We're like, we've kind of stayed in touch. Um, and now I still kind of talk to a lot of those creatives, even if I'm not actively working with them, you know, we'll kind of bounce ideas off of each other. Um, additionally, I kind of feel like the outdoor industry as a whole is just very like chill. I mean, people are very welcoming um, since, you know, we all kind of have the same goal. Which is I mean, just, we, like, we all have lived out of a car at one point. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, you know, quite the bonding experience when like everyone in the room has done that before. (laughs) Everyone's kind of a dirtbag. It's fine. Exactly. So like, it kind of like gets you this like different connection with people. Um, So I I think it's, as far as industries go, I think the outdoor industry is easier than most when it comes to just like making professional connections that also end up kind of being like friends at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, overall, just, you know, a lot of like networking and just, I mean, I'm the queen of being antisocial and all that. And it's, you kind of just have to push yourself out of your box to like talk to people. And then it usually ends up working out. So good advice. It usually ends up working out. Yeah, usually, usually. (laughs) (laughs) Who are a few people that have inspired or influenced your journey along the way? Um, so that's a good question. I guess some of the first people that I like followed on Instagram were like Chris Picard and like Erin Sullivan. She goes by like Erin Outdoors on Instagram and they are like outdoor, like landscape um, as far as like, and commercial and brand photographers as well. Um, And they were kind of the first people I think that like put a little inkling inside of me that was like, oh, like you can like do this as a job. Like at the time I was like, I probably wouldn't be able to do that. Like that's like really far out of reach to be anywhere even close to what they're doing um but they put that little inkling there and then I almost want to say like just like the through hiking culture in general just like kind of like really just made me realize that like yeah you can do what these like Instagram photographers are doing like you can just like live on the road if you want and you can work within the industry and you can like you can do it you just have to like you have to put in a lot of work and, you know, it's not necessarily the easiest route, but like, if that's what you want to do, like you can absolutely do it. So I think I've gotten influence from like a whole bunch of different places in life, but I'm thankful for all of it. (laughs) What is your dream through hike? I like got into looking up really obsessively researching through hikes for like a point in my life. I've never done one. I don't know why I got like so weird about it. You totally should. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really want to. There's one in Norway that goes across like a Viking path, like a pilgrimage path, which I think would be really cool. And then, I mean, the Camino's so uh, packed now, like it's so like, but there's one on Northern Spain that's supposed to be really good along the coast. Supposed to be really good. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Got really obsessively weird about it. But, um, what is like your goal through hike? I'm super curious. I mean, I, I have to absolutely have to finish the Appalachian trail eventually. Um, and I only say eventually, you know, when I got off trail, I was like, no, this is happening like immediately, but it was one of those things I was like, all right, I can either like choose to finish this now or I can move to Colorado and there probably wouldn't be a better time in my life to move to Colorado than like right now. And I don't know if I'm going to be in Colorado forever. So I'm like, 
trying my hardest to like put on blinders and focus on like Colorado hiking. And, but I know like, it's just so nagging. Like I have to finish the Appalachian trail. It's just like a part of me, but honestly, I don't know. Like there's so many, like uh, yeah. every time I see a new long distance trail, I'm like, Ooh, okay. Well, like that, that that's good. feasible. <laughs> oh yes. That's amazing. If I you love- could just pick one, which one would it be? Me? Yeah. You. Oh, one probably the Norway one I just like I'm obs- awesome. Norway seems so beautiful oh my god it looks stunning I know it would be like rainy probably but I just think that that would be cool I'm also terrified of tent camping in bear country which is totally fair like that's valid right so yeah, they don't have bears <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect that's even better than <laughs> yeah so I'm like yeah that's feasible that's feasible <laughs> That's good to know about Norway, actually. I don't think I quite realized that. So that's perfect. <laughs> no bears. Perfect. <laughs> I love and that's the good things about Norway, then. That's yes. Amazing. Fjords, really European looking men. <laughs> no <laughs> the bears. The just keeps going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I love to ask this question to everyone that's on the podcast. And it's how do you live outside the lines? So, like, what does that mean to you? in your creative journey, in your regular life, how do you live outside the lines? That's a good question. Um, I think I would say I try really, really hard to like not nail myself down to like traditional ways of living. Like, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Like I, you know, most people in my life, like have, you know, taken a very traditional path of, you know, go to school, get a job, buy a house, settle down, yada, yada. Um, which is amazing, which is amazing. Like I, you know, there's a little bit of me that's like, Oh, like maybe I should have done that. (laughs) But like, I don't know. I try to just kind of like look at my choices in life as more broad than just that very like linear path. Cause you know, there, I could always like decide that, you know, I never really want to do any of this again. And I could just like jump right on that path, like no big deal. Um, but I just try to not like narrow myself specifically into that and kind of like keep my options open about, you know, be a freelancer if you want, go ahead, go hiking, like go on all these trips, like just do whatever. I don't know. I don't know if that made sense, but no, it does. It does. I think our options are literally limitless and so many people like shove themselves in this box. And I'm like, what, why are you doing that? You can do anything in the world that literally anything. Exactly. I feel like you would say something like that to a lot of people and they're like oh well like but I can't do that because of like xyz and like I was guilty of that for a really long time too I think it takes a lot of effort to actually break through that way of thinking um but literally anybody can like if you have a dream I solely I or not solely I fully believe it is like on your heart for a reason like there is a reason why you have that dream and why you think about it every single day Um, and I think you should go for it. Even if it's, you know, super scary and outside of the path that you've already been on, it's absolutely so worth it to have that fulfilling feeling of like, yeah, like I did this. Like I like jumped off that, you know, path that everyone said I was supposed to be on. And I like am living for like what I want to do. And like, it's, I just think everyone needs to do something like that. I don't know. It's I think everyone should experience that feeling at some point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What is the best piece of advice or snippet of wisdom that you've ever received? So I think it would be 
that nobody like really cares like what you do and like not in a depressing way either like the thing is like even if okay like let's say you do something that other people would perceive as like cringy they're gonna talk about you for like 10 minutes who cares like who cares if it like fills you with that much joy and they're gonna talk about you for 10 minutes first of all shame on them for like you know being downers about something yeah like (laughs) but like who cares if they're gonna talk about you for 10 minutes but you get to like live your dream that's great but then also like on the flip side nobody really cares what you do like like no one's going to be more proud of yourself than like you are like you can't like live your life and say like oh I did these accomplishments because I want it X, Y, and Z person to like feel proud of me or like, you know, approve of like my lifestyle. Like at the end of the day, it's the same thing. People will be proud of you for a little bit maybe. And, you know, tell you you did a really good job like every so often. But like at the end of the day, if you're not happy with how you're living, then like, it's really like not worth it. So I don't know. I just always like to remind myself that nobody really cares. It's easier said than done sometimes. Like it truly is, but um. I think it is accurate honestly <laughs> the I think mine is really similar like one time someone told me that no one is thinking about you like no. I and not in a bad way but like in a good way to where it's okay like do whatever you want they're exactly. not they don't ca- they don't actually care no. and if they do they will for like five minutes and then it doesn't matter anyway like you it's for you you know so Exactly. Yeah. You really can't like get in the cycle of like living your life for other people. Really. It's just like, yeah. And it's an easy cycle to fall in though. Like comparing yourself to other people and their lives and thinking that yours should look like that. And that's just super easy to fall into. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like I said, it is way easier said than done. And I am by no means perfect at it. Like I get caught up in what people think about me like all the time. Um, but it's still something I'm striving for. And I still think it like rings very, very true. Even if I'm not perfect at it, we need to write sticky notes and stick them on the mirror that say like, nobody cares. Do what you yeah, want. Exactly. <laughs> Put them like all over my house, everywhere I walk. Just like, no one cares. <laughs> and not in a depressing way, in the best way possible. In the best way possible. That's going to be the title of this episode. Nobody cares. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what is next for you? Like what? Are you working towards big project, something you're looking forward to? What's next for Colleen Goldhorn Creative? Um, so lots of stuff. So I have a whole bunch of photo shoot ideas that I would love to do this summer. So I'm actively talking with friends right now and trying to get um, some of those specifics nailed down. Um, Are these based on like locations or types of product? Yeah. So a lot of it's based on location. That's how I feel like I end up kind of like brainstorming a lot of my shoots. Um, and then from there, I kind of brainstorm like what products or companies I think would really match the vision for like a lot of the images that I have in mind. Um, cause really I just like love traveling at the end of the day. So <laughs> location's always like very inspiring to me. That's definitely, um, that's definitely the motivator behind my business as well. It's like freedom of, for travel and so many of the people that I've interviewed for this podcast are the same way. We're all like, we just want to have a job where we can go wherever we want and do whatever we want. So. Exactly. Oh my God. There's so many things to see. Like the, I, you should see the hiking list I have. It is like, I, I it's so long. I don't want to say I will never get to them all because that would just like make me very upset. But like, realistically, this thing is so long. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I need a job where like, 
I can, and, and if I can carry it, you know, a photo shoot, <laughs> get yes. some of those hikes done and get paid for it, then that's, you know, even better. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So some of these people listening to this podcast are probably still wondering like what through hiking is. So if you were going to give them a resource, if they wanted to look into it a little bit more, where would you point them? So my favorite through hiking website is called the trek.co. So it's like .co instead of .com. Um, I'm actually a writer for that site. So I, you know, you will find my articles on there, but <laughs> like, that's not why I'm saying it. Like I use it as a resource, like myself all the time. So they have everything from like trail profiles for like different trails. So like, if you can't dedicate six months to a through hike, which totally makes sense. They have, you know, a whole list of like shorter through hikes and the specifics of how to do it. Um, they're big on like gear. So like they kind of help you nail down like the right gear because you want to, you know, go as light as possible, also as durable as possible. And then when possible, you know, spending the least amount of money is always wonderful (laughs) as well. So they give really great suggestions about how to kind of like hit all those key points. Really, it's like any question you have under the sun, they're going to have it on there. So this is like my plug for that website because they are amazing. I can't say enough good things. And they're run by like, wonderful wonderful people so awesome I will definitely put that in the show notes and yes, then absolutely. and then a lot of well I'm me I'm a reader are there any books that you would tell people to read yeah so honestly so it's actually from that same company um the trek um it's the book that kind of started the company actually it's called Appalachian Trials Um, and what I really, really love about it is it focuses on like the mental game of through hiking, because honestly, like, yes, it's physically taxing to through hike. Like it's, you know, very hard on your body, but why a lot of people, I mean, 80% of people that start a long distance hike actually end up quitting before they start. Um, and a lot of that is just like, it's like a mental game. Like it's, it's hard to wake up every single morning. Like your body is in pain from hiking, you know, 20 miles the day before. And you've just been hiking for the last seven days and you don't, you don't really want to get out of your tent. It's raining. And like, you absolutely love being on the trail. Like you love hiking, but like, no matter how much you love hiking, like that's a mental battle for sure. Um, so the book really focuses on like how to get your mind and your mental state prepared for a through hike so that you have, you can like increase your odds of finishing basically, because you're doing a lot of this like heavy lifting as far as the mental game goes, like before you're even on the trail. So it's awesome. Highly recommend. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And maybe we will inspire someone to take a through hike. Uh, no, and if anyone has questions about through hiking, I think you've unlocked, as I'm sure you can tell, the thing that I can literally just talk about like all day. <laughs> so oh, totally I am fine. more than happy to talk about through hiking. <laughs> did you do the Ireland hike? I did about? not. That was like a partnership uh, through the trek, but with the actual, like the tourism board, like in Ireland. Um, but I absolutely, so she's referencing, I just published an article that was like a trail profile about the international Appalachian trail, um, through Ireland. And then a secondary article about the trail, about like the top reasons why you should hike it. Um, but I very much want to hike it after that. It looks phenomenal. Beautiful. Beautiful. I couldn't believe how beautiful Ireland was. Like I had, Uh I knew it was pretty, but I didn't know it was like that pretty it is beautiful I've been once and I'm going back 
this year in November and I'm so stoked. Oh my God, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> I know. And when I was in England, I walked a little bit like a half day on the West Coast away in oh, nice. like Cornwall. I just did the cliffs like up there and that was really cool. I think oh that's God. what it's called, West Coastal Path, West Coastal Way, something like that. I didn't camp or anything. I just like walked, but it was good. Oh my God, that looks, I'm, I'm so jealous. I'm very excited to like see your photos from that trip. Because it's, I cannot believe how beautiful it is over there. It is so beautiful. Um, where can listeners find you or connect with you online? Yeah, um, so I'm at Colin Goldhorn Creative on both Instagram and TikTok. I literally just started TikTok. So TikTok, yeah. yeah. Don't judge me too harshly on there because I'm still getting the hang of it. Um, and then my website is callinggoldhorn.com. And that's just, you know, general portfolio stuff um, and some extra information about me. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you so much. This has been absolutely wonderful. Like I said, it was so, so nice to actually get to chat with you. So this is great. I know it. Awesome. All right, guys, we will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review if you're loving these episodes. Your reviews help more people find the unconventional creative and build our community. Until next time, creatives, keep living outside the lines.